Howdy, folks. Please keep your hands and arms inside the train and remain seated at all times. Now then, hang on to them hats and glasses, because this here's the wildest ride in the wilderness. Hello, and uh, welcome to episode two of the Hyperion Gazette podcast. Would you believe it? There's actually an episode two. We managed to make an episode two. I'm, I'm quite proud, you know. Everyone I do more than one, I think, is a, is a good thing. Well done, mate. Firstly, just a, a massive thank you to everyone who's subscribed so far. Um, I, I'm really happy with the uh, the amount of downloads I had of the first episode. Um, not not going not gonna to change the world, but considering I'm basically an unknown releasing a Disney podcast, I, you know, I can't be disappointed with it. Um, you remember last time uh, we discussed uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? cool character um, and we've actually got um, someone sent us in their opinion it's uh, at Mitchell Disney a host of the uh, DLP Hot Seat podcast which is great you should definitely check that out uh, and he says I love Oswald he's such a fun character and I'm so glad he's back for all of our enjoyment I love him being a knight and saving Hortensia which is um, basically Oswald's uh, Oswald's mini mini mouse uh, it's cheeky but hilarious with it good old fashioned humour and then put a smiley faced emoticon there. so yeah uh, thanks for uh, your feedback uh, Mitchell I, yeah basically echoed my sentiments you'll um, you'll remember last week uh, I said the show was going to be sort of looking at the latest Disney news and zooming in um, well I might not stick quite so strictly to that um, I'll try and make sure there's always a tenuous link uh, so the tenuous link uh, this week is that, um, again, centering on my last uh, visit to uh, Disneyland Paris uh, last week, uh, Big Thunder Mountain was closed. Um, so, yeah, that's just closed. It's going to be closed all year. So that's the piece of news that uh, we're going to be <laughs> tenuously zooming in on. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's get on with the main part of the show. <laughs> Right, so let me set the scene. I'm at Disneyland Paris and I'm waiting to go into the stretching, the uh, stretching portraits room in Phantom Manor. And my girlfriend, who hadn't been to Disneyland Paris since she was very little, uh, well, she basically asked what what the actual story was all about. I mean, she guessed the rough gist of it, and what with uh, the bride who's groom who didn't turn up, but she really had no idea um, that the manor was actually part of a much larger story encompassing the whole of Frontierland. Now, I think we can all agree that the reason we all love Disneyland over other theme parks is because of the way story is central to the whole thing. So I really think this it's a crying shame that the story of Thunder Mesa at Disneyland Paris, the town which resides in Frontierland, isn't really well known by the people. So for this week, I've decided to focus on that, as I believe that with this story in place, it really does make Frontierland at Disneyland Paris maybe the best Frontierland in the world. And if it doesn't, well, it at least puts it up there. So as you can probably guess, central to the whole story, naturally, is Big Thunder Mountain itself. A large rock formation situated in a valley. Now, back in 1849, 
uh, this this large rock formation, Big Thunder Mountain, was stumbled upon by settlers, and they discovered basically that it was a like fantastically rich gold mine. And of course, as word got out, the settlers' population grew more and more uh, as more people turned up to uh, find their fortune in the mountain. And eventually, a town was formed bearing the name Thunder Mesa. Now, with the increasing wealth in the town, all the different parts of Frontierland we see at Disneyland Paris started to pop up. Uh, for example, a, a showgirl named Diamond Lil uh, opened a salon called the Lucky Nugget. Uh, and a stately state house um, was uh, opened up called the Silver Spur. And that was a place where the elite of the town could, you know, just go and sort of chill out and hang out. But the real winner of this gold rush was a man named Henry Ravenswood. Now, he was the uh, owner of the gold mine on Big Thunder Mountain. And he was actually the founder of the Big Thunder Mining Company, which sort of was uh, set up to organise... Uh, everyone mining for gold in the mountain. Now eventually his wealth grew such that um, he uh, started, began construction of a mansion which would overlook the town and it would include sort of fantastic gardens and full of beautiful decorations, family cemetery etc. And the reason he did all this uh, was for his young daughter Melanie who grew up, who could uh, grow up uh, roaming the gardens and sort of exploring the big mansion as she pleased, but she'd always be sort of under the protection uh, of her father. So, by all accounts, this town, like, it sounds pretty perfect, doesn't it? I mean, it's basically the quintessential American dream. Well, there is one little detail that I've actually left out. Now, you see, the native tribes who formerly inhabited the area uh, had always said that Big Thunder Mountain was source of all this wealth. Uh, had been protected by an ancient spirit creature known as the Thunderbird. Now, obviously, from what I've told you already, uh, these stories, and I'm, I'm doing that thing where you get your two hands and put two fingers and do the air quotes, store air quotes, yeah. But the, the stories uh, were obviously um, ignored by the settlers, pure poppycock. And if we're honest, I think if we'd have been there, we'd have probably sort of done the same thing, wouldn't we? Yeah, yeah, I think we would. Well, 11 years go by, full of plundering and minings, and it looks like the settlers have been proven right. There's no there's no big thunderbird, nothing. Nothing's gone wrong. If you imagine 11 years past, that's quite a long time. People have probably forgotten about it. But 1860, boom, a massive earthquake happens. And nobody really knows the cause. Some speculated that it was the Thunderbird, and others speculated that it was actually just a giant, a giant TNT explosion. But whatever the case, whatever the cause, this earthquake did have some serious casualties. Uh, the mines collapsed, and Henry Ravenswood, who we um, mentioned earlier, and his wife Martha were unfortunately killed. Um, let's just talk a little bit more about the Ravenswoods for a second. I mean, their story is really quite interesting to say at least you see some time before this earthquake there had been rumors that melanie henry's daughter remember the man's pride and joy had found herself a lad and that he wanted to sort of marry her and take her away from thunder mesa now you can probably imagine how henry felt about this i mean this town was his legacy 
And he, I mean, he'd built his fortune here. He'd built this fantastic mansion house, which he envisioned his family living in for generations to come, and a family business he wanted all of his descendants to have a part in, um, and to, you know, look up to him as sort of this fantastic ancestor that really set them up for life. So he was properly angry, properly angry, and he basically forbid Melanie to marry this fella. But now he's now he's died, and it looks like Melanie, while obviously distraught that her parents are now deceased, will finally be able to marry this bloke she's fallen in love with. <sighs> poor Melanie, poor poor Melanie. The wedding date was set, everything was in place, but it didn't show up. She searched and searched the house, but he was nowhere to be seen. So. Basically, she locked herself away in a room in the house, and nobody really knows what's happened to her since. The house fell into disregard over the years, and no one really wanted to go near it, basically because they were petrified of it. And eventually, it gained the name Phantom Manor among the locals, and while some have gone searching in the house, none seem to have returned. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? But what about those collapsed gold mines? Well, obviously, people tried mining them again, but all the gold seemed to have just disappeared into thin air. The trains, however, do still mysteriously run around the mountain, unmanned, so if you fancy a shot at striking gold yourself, you're more than welcome to try. Anyway, Thunder Mesa today is still inhabited, but it's nowhere near the bustling miner's town it once was. Steamboats still meander around the river, like the Mark Twain, um, and the settlers do still enjoy themselves in the local saloon, but... I think if you've been there, if you've been to Frontierland, Disneyland Paris, then I think you'll agree that there is something a little bit eerie about this place. There's still, still a bit of a cloud over it all. So, now we know the story, I think you'll agree that it does make the whole land seem to have a lot more depth to it, doesn't it? And I really do think this is where, as I said earlier, Disneyland Paris falls down a bit. The story just isn't well known enough. It really isn't. I mean, you see sort of signs for Big Thunder Mining Company about the place, but, you know, you, you just sort of dismiss it as sort of decoration. It's almost like background noise, um, if that makes sense. Now, I have no idea how they could potentially go about making it clearer. Um, I'm not an Imagineer. It's not my job. Um, but I definitely think that if more people knew about this story, the more people would come to the park from all around the world. I mean, I think you'd get people from uh, American, American Disney fans, for instance, would go, oh, yeah, I want to go and experience uh, the story of Thunder Mason. I mean, I genuinely believe that it could have that amount of pull. And there are rumours to this happening, what with the renovation of Big Thunder Mountain, hopefully something uh, comes from there, but we'll just have to see. So what do you reckon? Uh, do you think this story adds to the land? Do you think it would be uh, better if the story was sort of better explained? Or do you think it's better without a story? Maybe with just the subtle hints that we've got right now, do you think maybe that allows more freedom for visitors to use their imaginations and sort of fill in the blanks? Well, I'd really love to hear from you. So please let me know your thoughts uh, either to our email, hyperiongazette at gmail.com or send me a message on Twitter uh, which is at Hyperion Gazette. I'd also really love to hear any feedback you have for the show. 
perhaps what you like, what you don't like so much, any topic suggestions you'd like to hear. Obviously I'm very new to all this, uh, I'm doing it on my own, so any interaction I can sort of uh, have with you guys is really, really brilliant and it really adds, adds to the show, I think. I've all really wanted to have a show which was sort of a bit of a conversation between uh, myself and uh, and uh, you guys. So uh, with that in mind, uh, I'd really like it if you could leave me a review on iTunes uh, because it really it really does help get the show out there, get noticed and hopefully grow the listener base. Uh, another thing, um, this week I um, will be hosting on the previously mentioned DLP Hot Seat podcast. Um, so if you have any questions uh, that you'd like me to answer about Disneyland Paris, uh, then uh, send them uh, over to the DLP Hot Seat Twitter account, which I'll link to in the show notes, uh, and I'll answer them best I can. And uh, apparently there's a prize that goes out to the best questions, so it should be a lot. So yeah. Once again, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening, and uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.